In 2009, Emilio Bonifacio became the starting third baseman of the then Florida Marlins. He began the season on a tear, hitting over 400 for the first two weeks of the season with an OPS of over 1,000. If you play fantasy baseball, he was the definition of a hot pickup. By April 15th, everyone wanted him. And since April 15th, 2009, he has never played baseball that well again. Now, I don't play fantasy baseball. I do play fantasy football. This week is the first week of the fantasy football playoffs. <laughs> and I listen to a fantasy football podcast called Fantasy Focus Football. I am a geek. And on that show, whenever a formerly unknown player has a hot streak, they ask one simple question. Is it bona fide or bona facio? Is the player's current level of production going to stick around? Is the player going to be good for the rest of the season? Or is this player another Emilio Bonifacio destined to fizzle out? So this season, they have asked a question that I hope will resonate with some folks here in the room. Rob Kelly, bona fide or bona facio? Now, I have been warned that beginning sermons with fantasy football references might have a narrow appeal. So I came prepared with others. Over the last few years, a lot of social media companies have, had, um, have gone public with their stock offerings. Facebook, Twitter, etc. And every time in the week leading up to the IPO, I hear basically the same question asked. Twitter, bona fide or bona facio? Is Twitter forever changing the way we interact with and receive information? Is Twitter the new medium through which we receive news and commentary? Or is it just another website destined to the one day be listed with other such tech darlings as AltaVista, MySpace, and Ask Jeeves? Are there any youth still in the room? AltaVista and Ask Jeeves were search engines that we once used and thought were good. And MySpace was the first version of Facebook. Anyone have a MySpace profile? <laughs> Here's another one that I know all of our parents are asking themselves this time of year. Hatchimal. Bonafide or Bonifacio? Anyone wake up at way too early to stand in line for... I guess I can't ask that yet because your kids might still be here. That's, that's a trap. Who remembers the rainbow loom from a couple years ago? Yes? That was the hot toy in 2013. And everyone, every kid, wanted the rainbow loom. I remember for a few weeks coming to church and every kid would have a new rainbow loom bracelet on. Anyone's kids still play with the rainbow loom? Still, ooh, there we go. The rainbow loom might haunt some of your thoughts as we head towards the Christmas season because if you're going to wait in line at 3 o'clock in the morning at Target for a Hatchimal, you want to know that your kid's going to still be playing with it in another three months. This year's Hatchimal, the hot new toy, Bonafide or Bonifacio?
And while all of this is a bit facetious, while these questions sound silly, there are real implications to the ultimate verdict. If fantasy sports or stocks or children's toys are your thing, the verdict bona fide or bona facio will have consequences for your choices. If Rob Kelly is bona fide, you, you got to pick him up. If Twitter is really going to change the way that we communicate on a fundamental level, you have to buy that stock. If the Hatchimal is bona facio, eventually you will run out of space in the toy closet. My parents can testify to that. We ran out of space about 15 years ago. The outcome of our verdicts will change the way we make our choices and change the way we live our lives. Our scripture lesson this morning has John the Baptist asking the same question about Jesus. We are in Matthew chapter 11. It's projected on the screen behind me, printed in your lifelines. And if you want a Bible but don't have one, we give them away each and every week over at our welcome table. You can use it today. You can take it home and use it for the rest of your life. When John, who was in prison, heard about the deeds of the Messiah, he sent his disciples to ask him, Are you the one who is to come? Or should we expect someone else? Jesus replied, Go back and report to John what you hear and see. The blind receive sight, the lame walk, those who have leprosy are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised, and good news is proclaimed to the poor. Blessed is anyone who does not stumble on account of me. As John's disciples were leaving, Jesus began to speak to the crowd about John. What did you go out into the wilderness to see? A reed swayed by the wind? If not, what did you go out to see? A man dressed in fine clothes? No, those who wear fine clothes are in king's palaces. Then what did you go out to see? A prophet? Yes, I tell you, and more than a prophet. This is the one about whom it is written, I will send my messenger ahead of you, who will prepare your way before you. Truly, I tell you, among those born of women, there has never risen anyone greater than John the Baptist. Yet whoever is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. So John the Baptist whom Jesus praises at the end of this section, is sitting in prison and getting status reports about Jesus' ministry. So he makes sure to get the word to Jesus to ask him, are you the one who is to come, or should we wait for another? Put another way, John's question is this. Jesus, bona fide or bona facio? John's question is one that the world asks us as followers of Jesus. Is Jesus really the Messiah? Is Jesus really the one who is to come? Is following Jesus the way to live a meaningful life instead of the soap opera it often seems we inhabit? We as disciples of Jesus are often confronted with the same question. Is this for real? We are in the midst of Advent. We are in a season of waiting, wondering, anticipating what it would look like for salvation to come into the world. And our Advent scripture today asks, asks the question, has salvation come into the world? I said last week that often our lives can feel like soap operas. Without God, without Christ, life can seem like a meaningless drama in which we are swept up in random twists and turns that are outside of our control. Advent is about realizing that we need a guiding light to help us escape our guiding light. Yeah, I brought that back. Again, go ahead. Facebook it. Tweet it. 
John and his followers have already come around to the idea that they need salvation. They've already figured out that a life without God is hollow. But their question quickly becomes, is Jesus that guiding light? Is Jesus the way to that salvation? Is Jesus the way salvation comes into the world? There are a lot of people in this world who are like John and his followers. There are a lot of people who sense the hollowness of life without God. People searching for meaning. People searching for purpose. People who are spiritual but not religious. People who are on a spiritual journey. They're looking for something. They have a sense of something more, something greater. And they want to know, is Jesus what they are searching for? Is Jesus the way? Is Jesus their salvation? Their question is John's question. Are you the one who is to come? Or should we wait for another? Jesus' answer to John's question of is this real is not academic, not philosophical or theological. Jesus doesn't recite a creed or list a set of doctrines. He doesn't give a dissertation on the virgin birth or break into apologetics. Jesus' answer is located squarely within the realm of lived experience. Jesus sends word back, sends his answer back by listing off everything that's going on. The blind receive their sight. The lame walk. Lepers are cleansed. The deaf hear. The dead are raised. And the poor have good news brought to them. All of those were markers of the Messiah according to the prophecy of Isaiah. We have no record of what John makes of his answer. But I can only imagine that he was satisfied. To John, Jesus was bona fide. As we prepare to celebrate the birth of Christ, you must also consider your answer to this question. Jesus, bona fide or bona facio? Who is Jesus to you? You have two weeks to figure this out. Is Jesus the Messiah, the Savior of the world, or are we to wait for another? Are we celebrating the birth of Emmanuel, of God with us? of the one who will die for our sins and rise from the dead on the third day, forever destroying death? Or are we just going to hand out some presents and drink some eggnog? Is Jesus bona fide or bona facio? You have two weeks. But let me issue a word of caution as you, cons as you consider this. Rob Kelly or Twitter or the Hatchimal might change a finite finite amount of discrete choices you make. But Jesus is different. If Jesus is bona fide, that changes your life. Because if Jesus is bona fide, we must take seriously what he said about loving our neighbors, even the ones we would prefer to hate. We can't stand idly by while there is hate in the world. We must return hate with love. We must take seriously what he said about feeding the hungry, giving sight to the blind, or healing the sick. We can't stand idly by while people are hungry or blind or sick. We have to feed them, give them sight, and heal them. We must take seriously the fact that Jesus being bona fide is good news to the poor. We can't stand idly by while there are poor people. We need to make sure that everyone has enough to thrive. If Jesus is bona fide, we must take seriously what Jesus said about being perfect as God is perfect.
We must take seriously what he said about living a righteous and holy life. We must live lives patterned by righteousness and holiness. We must abide by the Sermon on the Mount. We must seek to do good. We must seek to love others. If Jesus is bona fide, we must take seriously his words about being the resurrection and the life. Now and today. We must take seriously his own resurrection and his promise that those who believed in him would have eternal life. We must stop trying to get out of life alive. We must constantly remember that death no longer holds sway over us, that we don't need to live in a world of scarcity, that we don't need to compete for survival with our neighbor. We are not pitted in a life or death match with each other. Because our bona fide Jesus has promised us that our lives continue on into eternity. We can share. We can cooperate. And funerals can be a celebration. A celebration of the resurrection and eternal life. Because Jesus says there is life after death. But all of this, all of this will take our whole lives. It will take our whole selves. If Jesus is bona fide, there is no more you and no more me. There is only us being the hands and feet of Jesus all the time. Now, Pastor Matt, that was some serious preaching, and I mean, I love your passion. And I agree with you in theory. But in practice, being the hands and feet of Jesus all the time, that seems like a lot. And you're right. It is. But here's why it's necessary. Remember a few minutes ago, we were talking about people looking for purpose. People looking for meaning. People whose question is the same as John's. Is Jesus the one who is to come, or should we wait for another? People are still asking that question. Are we the one, and we are the ones who must provide the answer. But just as Jesus didn't answer talking about faith or belief, Neither can we. Just as Jesus answered with things that they could see with their own eyes, so must we. Just as Jesus' answer was squarely within the realm of lived experience, so must our answer be. If we claim that salvation has taken hold in this world, then we must show people that we are saved. If people are going to believe that the way of Jesus is the way to true meaning and purpose, if people are going to believe that the way of Jesus is the way of salvation, if people are going to believe that Jesus is the guiding light, we have to embody that in our lives. We have to show that being a disciple of Christ bears meaningful fruit. We have to show that being a disciple of Christ makes the world a better place and makes your life a better life. We have to show that our life is built on more than meaningless drama, but on things that are right and true and beautiful. People asked Jesus if he really was the one. He replied, look around. See what is happening. The blind are receiving their sight. The sick are being healed. The poor are receiving good news. Look at all that, and then decide for yourselves if I'm real. Before people recite our creeds, before people believe our doctrine, before people profess the faith, they're going to look at your life. What will it tell them about Jesus? At the risk of being pedantic, I want to say that again. Before people recite our creeds, before people believe our doctrine, before people profess the faith, they're going to look at your life. What will it tell them 
about Jesus. When John heard in prison what the Messiah was doing, he sent word by his disciples and said to them, Are you the one who is to come, or should we wait for another? There's someone in your life who is asking that very question, and they're looking to you for the answer. So there you have it. That's the whole story. That's the whole truth. Jesus, bona fide or bona facio? You have two weeks. Let us pray.